Welcome back for episode nine of Slacking Off. I'm Charlie. I'm Jesse. And after a short hiatus, we are we are back. back Jesse, what have you been up to? What have you been up to the last couple of weeks? You know what? I have been I have been up to like just prime podcast content that we just couldn't get it together to share. Um, because I have, you know, lots I watched Promising Young Woman last night. Awesome. Great movie. Good. Although I will say I still have like 30 minutes left to go because it just was past my bedtime and I wanted to stay up late to watch the rest of it. But it's already like even at the 80% mark, easily the best movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah, certainly unique. Um, it, yeah, I, I enjoy movies uh, where I can't figure them out in the first 10 minutes of what's going to happen. And this one has an interesting ending, too. So I know, and I'm so curious won't spoil. Um, to talk to you after I watch it because I have like two kind of things that I think might happen. I'm sure neither of them will be right. Um, but it's so good. I wish she was real. Um, she's just, she's, I love it. If you haven't watched it, you should definitely watch it. Right, for sure. Um, so yeah, that, that took up a portion of my weekend. Um, well, I did some, I did some reading of an article that we're going to talk about, about like the amount of money and how right. amounts of money correlate to happiness. I got a little bit intellectual on this one for this week, slacking off to make up for not doing an episode last week. And then, um, this weekend, you know, obviously we were at the house, um, but we are planning out our garden, which we're big veggie garden people here i'm pretty excited about it although i don't know what i'm going to do because normally i do a huge veggie garden and i have a surplus and i can bring them into all my colleagues at work right. this year i'm gonna have to eat all the spaghetti squash myself oh you start that veggie stand put those kids out <laughs> by the out by the road put hazel to work and you know what this year because we've had more time normally we buy the plants like pre-grown and plant the plants but i actually bring right. some seeds this year and you know what? The, the the reason we did it this year is because Hazel gets Chirp magazine. It's like a little kid's magazine. Oh yeah. One of the chickadee. Chickadee was the one I used to get. Really, I had an episode, an issue of Chickadee magazine when I was a kid that was the spring edition. It had a little baby lamb on it. I must have kept that magazine for like ten years. I loved it so much. I used to put it under my pillow. Like I just loved that magazine. Chickadee, and for me, it was Nintendo Power. And you know, mm -hmm. I still to this day, I still love getting. I love getting mail in general, but. I was getting a magazine subscription up until about a year ago. I just, I just love the physical. Yes, Charlie. Yes. Um, so that's like a big thing of mail that Hazel gets that she's always looks forward to that. And the Dolly Parton imagination library, which I actually thought more people knew about, but maybe I should take a minute on the podcast because I've oh, never heard of it. Dolly Parton. If you're not aware, Dolly Parton is literally too good for this earth. Like we, she <sighs> She is an icon. I know she's well-loved, but she needs more. Just a couple things about Dolly Parton. The thing, this Imagination Library, Dolly Parton self-funds, like privately funds, doesn't like donate to a charity a little bit, fully funds the Imagination Library. And you can sign up any child from birth to five years old. Dolly Parton will send you a book in the mail once a month. Okay, I think I have heard about this. Was she doing some sort of like... Uh reading like um when the whole like with, with pandemic still going on but yes she had yeah. this whole literacy program and basically it's all based on like she thinks that no matter what your economic situation or you know anything else like children should be exposed to a love of reading and that's a way she grew up very very poor and um reading was something that really exposed her to the whole world so she sends out a book a month a book a month um and she has actually written her own children's book which you should check out as well 
But like Dolly Parton, what an icon. She basically invented the vaccine for COVID. Well, she didn't, but she funded it. She was a, one of the big funders of the research for it. Um, she's just such an icon. When the pandemic is over, I am taking a pilgrimage to Dollyland. Dollyland, yeah. Yeah, that's like going to, that was not on my list two years ago, but I've just still. I'm assuming that's Tennessee. I believe so. Yes. Sounds like a Tennessee thing. Yeah. I think it's sparkly and I can only imagine it's glorious. And I'm, that's something I'm definitely looking forward to doing post. Yeah. Dolly Parton. I've, I've always been a fan. She seems like a sweet lady. Oh my gosh. This book, the children's book that she read, Charlie, like I literally cry every single time I read it. It's so good. It is about her story of her childhood. And I believe she has a song of the same story. But it's okay. called Her Coat of Many Colors. And it's literally a story about how she was a little kid. They were very poor. And someone dropped off a big box of rags to her mom. And her mom, like, hand-stitched all these rags into a patchwork coat for her. And she loved it so much. And she was so hyped to wear it to school. She thought it was beautiful. And she went to school and, like, kids made fun of her for it. Because it was made of rags. But you know what? Dolly didn't care. And Dolly explained to them that it isn't about how much it costs because she liked her coat better than theirs because her mom put love into every right. stitch. And so um, anyway, it's a beautiful story. I literally love it so much. I read it all the time with the kids and I cry and they think I'm a weirdo. Um, but it's so good. So just just one little piece of the Dolly Parton magic right there, that is. I have I have similar things, so I like I I got a little choked up. What was it? I forget what I was reading to the boys, but it, anytime I like pass on a book um, that that was read to me as a kid, I get a little choked up reading it to to my boys. And I, I think one was like I don't know if you ever if you know this one, but it's the hockey sweater. It's a very famous Canadian where the boy gets the Maple Leaf sweater instead of the Maurice Michard. And there's video. There's actually a, like a Canadian film board. Uh, video that goes with it that yeah, one watched it in school i think they showed yes, that in school maybe. yes and another one um do you remember the log driver did you ever see the log driver's waltz it was a one that it would be on like pbs and it was like this really catchy like eastern it was about a log driver but it, it's just it was just cool and i showed it to my boys and they loved it and i would get choked up every time i showed it to them just because it reminded me of you know being a kid yeah, no, uh, that, I'll have to look that one up, but I definitely have the same thing, like things that were um, like precious to me as a child. Yeah. I was feeling very emotional. Um, I would say the the Dolly Parton book, literally though, even though I never read it as a child, it's up there for me with like, I'll love you forever. Like, oh yeah. You that's can't read I Love You Forever to a human being and not cry. Like, literally, like, that's when they, they continue to develop uh, artificial intelligence. Like, that's going to, that should be the test. Like, uh, you should not be able to read this book. Right. Like, hysterically. Right. Um, that book, I'm just thinking about that book makes me cry. Uh, I think I mentioned this before, but for me, it's uh, The Cats in the Cradle, the song oh, by Cat Stevens. You know what? Whenever, I think I've told you this. Whenever my dad like will be like, oh, too busy to do something, I start to sing that song. Yes, <laughs> yes, I, I do that to my buddy Matt. My, his dad's always like, hey Matt, come watch a movie, and I start singing "Cats in the Cradle" and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know I'm gonna be like you. Yeah, <laughs> my boy was just like me, and he grows up to be like his dad, and, and like that doesn't relate to my life at all. Like my dad was. <laughs> Is awesome. That's the best, but like whenever he declines me, I say yeah. that to him. Yeah, yeah. Just... On, you know, like I'll be like, "You want to have lunch?" And he's like, "Oh, I just can't. Maybe we could do it next week." I'm like, "No, it's cool." 
<laughs> so uh let me think here on my end it was it's been two weeks i have oh one... okay no sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, remember something i for sure want to talk to you about Go ahead. <laughs> well, i've been going going hard on social media and i think i'm i, I hate to that. say this and i i hate to preface like because uh, there's been many times where i've been like hey guys i'm back on youtube and like now i just learned to not say anything and just do it because i end up posting like one or two videos and just falling out of YouTube. So I, my YouTube channel has been dying for ooh, three, four years now where it was just like really good growth. And then I stopped regular posting and then it just plateaued. And now it's like near impossible to get back to that growth rate. It's kind of how, how, how YouTube works. Mm -hmm. My videos are no longer being fed to a lot of people who are subscribed to me. So, um, I don't necessarily care. Like, yes, I always want as many views and you know, I'm, very close to a hundred thousand. I, I just want that damn hundred K plaque just for some sort of validation. Have I always, I've always wanted it. We can get you the balloons 100 K like all good influencers do. You can do the post. And I mean, it should have happened five years ago if I, if I didn't, you know, stop posting, but um, I'm at like 87,000 and I don't, to be honest with you, I don't even know if I'll be able to get there. And I always joke that by the time I do get there now, they'll end that like you won't be getting a plaque anymore and I'll just miss out on it. But um, <laughs> anyways, so like, yeah, I've just kind of had the bug to, to do it. And I've been posting, you know, video game related content as well as uh, some RC stuff I'm trying to get into become an RC influencer so I can get those free cars. I don't have to buy them anymore. And Charlie, may I just say, you have successfully become an RC influencer because that's what I was going to say. In the last two weeks, I have had more people in my personal life buy RC cars and just talk to me about their general fandom of CJR, which like, just to be honest, this is the reverse goal that I had for this podcast. I was clearly talking about Charlie's name. Um, and everyone, everyone is just like such a fan of CJR. Um, my best friend, Leanne, uh, I was, uh, stopped by her house the other day to drop off a birthday gift, you know, a little driveway hello. And, um, we were talking and she was saying how like her nephew is big into RC cars and they watch your videos together and she seems way cooler to him because she'll like reference things. From oh you. yeah. She knows you. You know, and um, it's cool. And then, like, my sister-in-law was talking about how she just loves her. My mom, I was like, the last two weeks, I feel like so many conversations I've had, everyone's like, Charlie, isn't Charlie just the best? And, Charlie, this is the big finale. Anyone follows, if you follow Charlie on social media, this is the big pain for me. I was so sad we couldn't do our podcast last week. We had a crazy week at work. We couldn't make it happen. But, Charlie, give us the finale to andrew's girlfriend ghosting saga who is this girl we need to have her on the show i feel uh, at this point yeah the ghosting the ghosting has continued oh, uh, and, and came to a head this weekend where <laughs> uh andrew was invited to her house for 1 p.m on saturday and proceeded to not answer any uh, correspondence like about an hour before because i'm like we're not just going to show up there because i've i've played this game before okay uh, we're it's been cool andrew <laughs> it's been twice now uh that we showed up at the school to meet his girlfriend one time he went i let him go on his own and i picked him up and he, she never showed and then she showed didn't show this time and then now okay yeah so we got the invite and then right before we were just like confirming okay so good for one o'clock and no one answered us and he didn't hear from her for the rest of the weekend so that's where wow. we're at so she, i'm pretty annoyed <laughs> he is playing games here 
So if you didn't see Charlie's story, Charlie, you cracked me up so hard in this story. So Charlie posts a video of his oldest son, Andrew, like heading off. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, it's a big day. Andrew's so grown up. He's off to meet his girlfriend at the school by himself. He's so grown up. Like, I'm so proud of him. And then Charlie yells out to him. <laughs> Only kissing on the cheek, Andrew. And the look he gives you back. Is oh, yeah. Dirty look. Contempt. And then... The girl ghosted him, and I can't believe she ghosted she ghosted him again, especially for a one on one invite like kids today. Now, I and she's the one she's the one that's initiating all these meetings. She's just not showing up for them. And I assume they are chatting via some tech. Yeah, kids messenger, uh, Gmail, which is hilarious because they write entire emails in the subject line. That's how they communicate, and they never actually open the email. I thought that was so funny. That's amazing. That is that is driving <laughs> that is driving some analyst at Google. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Andrew, this is not how you email. I tried to show him. Like, you just say what you're talking about in the subject line and then type in the body. Um, yeah, it's just like, you know, she's not doing it purposely. And I, I joke about it. And I did get a little crap because I said to Andrew, because um, I, I said to him, like, okay, when you, when you, when you leave, you know, just give her, a, like, give her a quick little hug because he's a hugger, anyways. But then I, someone pointed out that it's like COVID and stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh crap, I probably shouldn't have said that, right? Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I mean, they did have masks on, of course. And uh, yeah, and she did actually meet him one time. Yeah, um, and, and, her, that, right? and her brother, her brother uh, was there with him. So with her, so and they played on the park or I don't know, play tag or whatever they do. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, the highlight of my life to give my kids a hard time and even my wife, I give up. We, I, I joke around with her too, but like, that's the fun part about being a dad, especially with boys is giving them a good ribbing. And he took it pretty well. Anyway, so many people have asked me, so many people have asked me what has happened to Andrew. Where is she? Has she shown up? So good to give, I'm happy to give an update to everybody. about. That. So like, I'll never, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't show her on, on social, but it, so, um, the latest is he asked if he could go there again. And I said, Nope, we're not doing this again. If, if, if they want you to come over, I said, her mom can call your mom and talk to her on the phone and figure this oh, out. Yeah. It's annoying. Um, and it's just like, a, you know, it's just, you know, two nine-year-olds trying to figure out the logistics of this. And that's mm -hmm. all it is, is one's probably, she's probably saying, yeah, come over, but she didn't even ask her parents kind of thing yet. And yeah, and yeah it's all, Issues like that. She's not purposely ghosting him. She's the one that's initiating most of it. So, but no, it's, uh, I, I touched on it a little bit, I think, but it's, it's kind of cool. Um, and, and just seeing his thought process and how he handles this, like he, he mentioned to me that he didn't want to tell her that he had a crush on her because he didn't want to, um, you know, ruin their friendship because he really likes her as a friend, you know, <laughs> so stuff like that. It's cool to see that that's where his mind's going. He's also very innocent, um, far more innocent than I was in grade four. Because um, so, I think about it. A very yeah. innocent creature. Yeah. Like I think about it from her dad's perspective, right? Like if that was my daughter, I'd be like, what? You're not having a boyfriend at that age kind of thing. So, um, and they are, um, they are Arabic and judging from my poor niece. Um, so my brother-in-law is also Arabic. I'm not trying to generalize anyone, but um, my niece is now 18 and 19. She's had a boyfriend for two years, and her dad does not know. They've hit it from <laughs> two for two years. Is her mom in on it? Oh, yeah. He's I like the nicest. That. Her I boyfriend's like the that. sweetest guy ever, too. Like, he's super nice. You know, like, the second you meet him, you can tell, like, you know, he's got good intentions. He's super smart and 
um, in university and well, but yeah, they've hit it from them. So I just think about like what the dynamic is to, you know, for someone that has a daughter, right? Oh, I will tell you watching promising young woman, Justin's like, right. Hazel will literally be homeschooled forever. Yes. yes. And I know, I, I know how guys can be, you know, even at a young age, you know, I was, I was respectable, but um, yeah, I certainly, I certainly knew more than Andrew knows right now. Oh my God. See, like I said, I've been funny. Cause like, I was probably like in my grade eight, I still didn't know much about life, but um, <laughs> Andrew still sleeps with a stuffy. Like I, I, I don't, I don't want to bug him about it. And he doesn't care. He's like, I mentioned it one time. He's like, I don't care. I love my stuffy. I'm like, good for you. you yes. Know? Good for you. Good for you. He also <laughs> has a, a stuffy. Isn't that funny? He still has a stuffy that she's passionate about. Um, and Stuffy, his name is Stuffy and, um, sat him for a long time. And the other day we actually like came the closest we've ever come to losing him. Um, like we could not find him for like at least an hour and yep. we don't go anywhere, but I was like, maybe on like a walk on the trail, we, cause he does take him everywhere. And then like, she just gets distracted, like sees a butterfly and drops him or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, it was a good life lesson that like thinking that you lost something really shows you how much you love something. Yeah. But his most big takeaway after we did find him and he was outside is I said, you know, like this should be because she was hysterical, Charlie, like just sobbing, sobbing. Oh, it's so funny. Talking about the good times they've had. Um, oh, <laughs> he went on the swing. Oh, and um so she was talking about how much she loved him. And then I was like, you know, this is a good, a good lesson. Like if we really love Staffy, we should really be trying to be more aware of where we, where we put him and like take better care of him. And she says, yeah, I was thinking about that too. And I think from now on, mom, you, you should be keeping an eye on stuff. Like when we go out of the house, like I'm busy playing. You need to be you like need to. really taking up your stuffy care game. Um, like it's another kid. Not really the lesson I was trying to impart here, but okay, <laughs> for sure. I'll add that to my to-do list. So Andrew's had this uh, bear, his favorite bear. He got it when he was a baby. It's it's a very generic, very common blue bear. My first, my first bear, I think it says on the foot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've replaced it three times. So I get it from Amazon and I take his old one and I say, okay, Andrew, I know somebody that refurbishes bears and he's still, oh, I, I, I did it for him like a year ago. He still didn't clue in. Yeah. I know somebody that can refurbish this and I just take the old one and get rid of it. And I buy him a brand new when it's like nice and fluffy. Oh, that's so cute. You know, I, I should have thought of that. I don't, cause Hazel is from Ikea. Like it's so funny. Yeah, That's good. If it's not, if it's something that's like hard to find, then you're kind of out of luck. My nephew, his precious stuffy is, you would love this. A little Wookiee doll. Oh yeah. That basically looks like a little turd. I we always <laughs> little, little thing, and it's his Wookiee, and he like he cannot like they they have to come back to leave it at my house. Like they're coming back the whole hour back to get it. Like they love it so much, but it is it became stressful for them. They actually had to create a rule: he can't leave the house because he's not replaceable. Like right. So I want to say like. Um, my sister-in-law's brother like found it at like a like an Etsy type right. place where it was like a custom-made item and no one knows where it's from, so they can't replace it. Um, so yeah, Wookie has been like banned from leaving the house, um, just because for the potential disaster. Uh, so we got a bit sidetracked there. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, hello and shout out to Leanne and uh, Jesse's mom and sister, and Bowen. That's Leanne. Bowen. Name. Hey, hello, Bowen. 
Um, yeah, but yeah, so the, the whole RC thing, I really want to touch on this. I think this is, you know, I talked about like my growth and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily care. Um, the idea that I've probably got, I don't know, 10 to 15 people into RC. Blake on the team just bought an RC car. I get a bunch of messages, like people asking about recommendations for cars. That to me is like the coolest thing ever, right? Like that I can, you know, just by showing like what I'm doing, the fun that I'm having, um, that I can influence people to get into something. And, you know, I've done it. I get messages all the time from people who have started collecting and started garage selling um, because of watching my content. Um, so I think that's super cool that I can, uh, that I have, you know, even if it's 10 people, the influence. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's, that's awesome. And that I can get them into the hobby because I, yeah, I'm RC obsessed, but, um, and then, yeah, also I went the closest I've ever been to being viral this weekend. With which my... Oh no, you job posting. No, I wish. Um, like you're, that job posting, like that took me back to <laughs> like, that's the kind of job posting, like that's the kind of Vidyard content I used to see before I worked at Vidyard. And I was like, oh, I got to work with these people like that. That's, yeah, I, I so over, but I'm still doing it. It was so good. So real quick for the people who didn't see it, you can see it on our TikTok um, or Instagram. Um, I just did like a promo video. Initially, I had that idea that I just wanted to do, but then I was like, I don't know if I should be calling out that Vidyard that I'm the only, but then it like that I'm the only guy working on social team at Vidyard. Um, but then it turned out that we were hiring a social specialist. So I'm like, this is perfect as like a promo role. Anyways, the gist of it was like, it was the theme song from um, Full House. Yeah. Theme song from Full House. And it was just like highlighting, hey, let's meet the social team. And it was like video editor. It was me. And then like video on camera talent. It was me. And he was all me. So that was the, the premise of that one. But the one yeah, that went was the best Charlie. He, oh, yeah. <laughs> where he did like community manager and yeah. he got a comment. that was like, you suck. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's the life of a community manager. And I guess I was just kind of highlighting like, you know, as a social media manager, you do wear a lot of hats, right? And uh, community managements can be difficult at time, at times. Um, but then I posted a video on TikTok. So, man, TikTok is a place where you can have zero followers, and you can get, you can make a ton of impact and get seen by you know thousands and hundreds of thousands of people without having a presence. It's really kind of wild right now the reach that you can. Um, gain on on tiktok so i had a post i was just downstairs i'm like i haven't posted to tiktok for a while so i just did like a quick video uh game room tour 60 seconds and it ended up right now it's at 350,000 views so yeah it, it's weird it's a it's a weird one because like i can see in the you know in the first 20 half hour 20 minutes half hour it's got a like 1200 1300 then it's like okay and it grows like exponentially and then i'm like once it hit close to 10, I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, if I can get to 80, that'd be awesome. And then it like just kind of grows and like comments, people are engaging. And then yeah. once that starts happening, then it just like, it can kind of catch fire. Um, but yeah, it's, but right now it's, what's that? I always comment on your bids. Yeah, I, I got, and you know what, like 99.9% .9 positive, you know, there's a couple people that will be like, um, you know, it's always funny stuff like, um, tell me you live in your mom's basement without telling me you live in your mom's basement, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Is that you? 
<laughs> I wish. I wish I'd been more clever. I love that stuff. Like I just laugh it off. Like you could, there's very few, there's almost nothing that anybody can say to me that like doesn't just roll off my back. It's usually funny stuff. But um yeah, so I don't know. I almost double at this point, I almost doubled my followers. I think I was at five thousand followers and I'm almost at ten now. So Charlie, you're gonna that's be pretty cool. Up. And and then I'm like, well, you know, if I was smart, I would put a lot more effort into TikTok right now because you can really better more so than any network, any social network right now, you can make some serious gains on, on TikTok. It's near impossible for me to get uh, new followers on Instagram right now. Yeah, I would agree. I actually, um, I posted a video on TikTok and I had, I think I had like legitimately like 30 followers on TikTok. Um, I don't post on there very often and it got like 6,000 views and I got yeah. 30 followers from one video. That's I crazy. It was the same video on Instagram where I have like just over a thousand followers and it got like 2000 views, but no new, like no one knew saw it. Right. It is crazy how, how, um, and there's a, there are a couple of accounts that I follow that post such great content on Instagram. Oh yeah. And they're really trying to grow. Um, this one account I love to follow forever on front. She does like home. She's like renovating her home and she does like such cool DIY hacks and she puts them on Instagram. And I always, I don't, I don't know her personally, but I always want to message her like, on TikTok, you would be getting like a million views on me. Like there, oh, she's not on TikTok. I mean, they, I haven't seen her on TikTok. She and they don't seem to be a TikTok uploads on her reels. And she's creating, yeah. If you're creating reels already, it's like such an easy thing. Yeah, for and sure. She is so good. She has great taste, and she does like very cool projects from a DIY yeah. perspective. Um, and and brands are catching on. Like I, you know, I had one um, campaign that people and the, and the. Um, the company wanted to know how big my TikTok following was. That's kind of what spurred me to put content on there. But um, so, yeah, in my head, I'm like, man, if I can get to, you know, even 20K on TikTok and just, you know, put that as a bonus to what I have on YouTube and, and Instagram, that's rounding out your awesome. Email, some may say. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Charlie, you know what? Speaking of influence, I actually got reached out to to do a review of a product over the weekend. Nice. Stay what was it? It's like a hairbrush, like a heated hairbrush. I have okay. my doubts about it, but I'll give it a try if they send it to me. Is it for straightening or something? Yeah, yeah. it's like a straightener hairbrush. So it's like a hairbrush with a hot metal um, or a ceramic okay. plate in it. And you're supposed to just brush it. Um, and I said, listen, you send me a free thing. I'll take it. Like, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it's nice if you can just do a quick uh, story review or, or TikTok. Like I'm on the line right now for two YouTube reviews and it's just like, oh man, it just, I agree to these things. And I'm like, especially ones where it's just product, like especially ones where people are just uh, sending stuff, you know, if it's paid fine, but if it's just yeah. like, and I'm like, oh man, I agreed to this. Now I have to do it. What, what it, I guess you can't say until you do Instagram. Well, I can say we got some sent some like peripherals, uh, computer PC uh, from razor. Razor's like a big uh, PC gaming brand, keyboards, mice. Oh, cool, cool. So I got to do a video on that. And the other thing was this cool little uh, Nintendo Switch. So the Nintendo Switch has a dock. You put the Switch in the dock and it, you can play it on your TV. But it's like pretty expensive, the dock, and it's pretty big. This combines it into a little like power adapter. It plugs in the wall. You plug your HDMI to your TV. And then you plug your Switch into the little adapter and it puts it on the TV. It functions exactly the same as this big expensive dock oh cool so yeah that'll be coming up but my point is it's much easier to do 
um, something quick on Instagram or TikTok than it is. Oh yeah, like a full fallout YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of so sense. that's the way to go if you can be an Instagram influencer. It's a lot easier than YouTube or TikTok. You know, TikTok had a big week. TikTok's queen, Charlie D'Amelio, turned seventeen, and she's only seventeen. Oh my god. You know what? I was thinking about this for today's show. Um, it blows my mind. Like she she has been the most followed human being on TikTok since she was 15 years old, 15 years old. That's crazy. That's wild. Um, so she just turned 17. Obviously there was a bunch of like video. Um, uh, I follow her whole posse on TikTok. So I was seeing all these cool birthday tribute videos. Um, and it got me thinking, which is a good segue into the thing we want to talk about, about, um, the amount of money for happiness ratio. Right. So she is just turned 17 is a multimillionaire, pretty much any, any consumer-based brand that has been struggling to reach the, you know, Gen Z um, demographic, their basic marketing strategy at this point is Charlie D'Amelio and your sister Dixie. What would you guys throw do? money at her? How much would it cost? Truly, like Hollister, yeah. Abercrombie, all these big, like legacy, like big, big brands that are trying to like stay relevant, like literally just throwing all their money at this girl um, to try and make them seem hip. And obviously at this point, she's 17. So those are their parents still like her parents still run everything for her. So I don't think. And, I, and I, and I hope that this is being managed well. Yeah. You know, this I, might not last forever. It might not last another year. You never know. Yes. And it does. It definitely seems like it, like they manage both her and her sister and they're getting her sister like a music career and like really trying to like, it's interesting to see what the TikTokers start to do to make a non TikTok career for themselves. Um, a lot of yeah them. you need to diversify and you need to be very careful with what you say on social because one slip of a any sort of slur and your career could be over just like that that's why I, I hope that they're putting money away um also seeing a shift in specifically on tiktok where a shift away from people who are i i'm, I'm feeling like you need you need to have something to say on, on TikTok these days where it's less just dancing in front of the camera now is is not hitting as well as having something to say directly to the camera is yeah um, so i don't know how much charlie d'amelio has to say i, I have i think i actually blocked her because i didn't want to see her content anymore well i will tell you she is precious and i hope we protect her at all costs because she is truly precious a precious little child um i don't think she i can't fathom her ever saying anything bad because she's just truly like the sweetest little girl who like her sister was walking that line at some point wasn't she wasn't there something going on there I don't think her her sister is more, um, I guess maybe slightly more contra less. I would say to be honest, less perfect. Like Charlie, yeah. Demilio, that girl's not doing any. Like she is like right. a little brand. Like she's so yeah. sweet. she's so she doesn't drive, she doesn't drink, she doesn't do anything. She dances. She's so cute. She's so sweet. Um, yeah, you know, she is. So sweet. far, she had just said all the right things. Um, like Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of social media influencers did a bad job of handling that. She just straight up was like, no one needs to hear from me and like brought on um, other, you know what I mean? Like onto her platform, just like such a good job. Her sister is a little bit more, her sister's a little bit older um, and like is doing the music career thing. So she has like a song with Wiz Khalifa. She has, a, she's like crazy how they can just like- Anybody music. can be a musician these days. Look at Bad Baby, she's huge. He, it goes Gucci flip flops. You know what I mean? They will take you places. That's that one song of hers that always I always hear, <laughs> bopping around. Gucci flip flops. Uh, that's pretty much the whole song. I just sang it for you. Um, but yeah, anyway, she is like just a, a precious little gem, and she also dated a big TikTok boy, 
And um, I think that probably helped hold them both up for quite a while. They dated for a while and then he broke her Which heart. One? Uh, Lil Huddy. Yeah, don't know who that is. He's like, um, you know, you know what I noticed a lot on TikTok though? These kids, they're all basically like doing an impression of like a megastar in the 90s. Like this kid is super cute. He's like doing Johnny Depp at 18. Like that's what he's like the night, the whole nineties vampire pale, got the dark, yeah. he wears the earrings, paints his nails, like the whole thing. Like he's basically doing a great impression of Johnny Depp at like 18 and 19. Like it's, it always reminds you of when I watch his stuff. Um, I feel like that's how they get like, you know, 30 somethings to follow them too. I mean, it's, yeah. I can't say it's not true. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that was, I went to, I went too far down the rabbit hole of little Huddy. But um, although he's he's starting a music career as well, so I'm I'm interested to see it. I see if any of them actually become like famous singers or not. Um, but that's what I was thinking of in terms of so they have all this money. They're so young. Um, I like I worry about some of them, you know, because yeah. some of them like this little Huddy character. He's like 21, so he's on he lives by himself. Like his parents aren't really a part of the process anymore. Um, and sometimes I worry about these little these little youths in LA with all their millions of dollars and no one who actually cares about them to help them figure out what they're doing. It's, it's scary. Um, you know, you've got people trying to take advantage. You're, you're, you're most likely going to be put into situations with alcohol, drugs. Um, you know, you've got to be very, very careful these days yes. with, with everybody having a phone. You, you, you aren't able to make the stupid mistakes that we made as teenagers because you know, it's, you know, it's forever when someone's filming it. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, and this, you know what, this little honey example, he actually cheated on Charlie when they were dating and it got caught on camera. And See, he would have easily got away with that in the 90s. Back in the day, no one would have even known. And it actually did have a big impact on him. Like he lost a lot of followers because like she's, she was, she's very honest on camera. She just went on her TikTok and cried and was like, no, you cheated on me. I'm so sad. And she didn't post a video for like a week because she was so sad. And everyone was like, oh, you monster. Um, me included. I was like, how did you do that to Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so sweet and cute. But anyway. Um, okay. So the thing we were yes. going to get into is, so I was talking with Charlie um, on Slack, not on the slacking off, but just true Slack last week about this article that I read. And I had to go research it to get the facts before we talked about it on the show. But I did research it and it was saying that winning, so a lot of times like people think that winning the lottery, like if you won a hundred million dollars and money was never an issue again, like that would just be such a delightful life. And we talked about that with like the Kardashians and, you know, Kylie Jenner, she's got all the money she could ever need in the world. Yeah, I, th I think we touched on it with one of the hypotheticals that we had. Yes. And so this article that I read basically said that for the average, average person in North America, $75,000 of extra discretionary yep. income is the perfect amount of money to increase your happiness. Yep. Um, so it was, they basically based it on like average cost of living and it's just the right amount to, um, you know, for most people that would cover like that extra. So 75 K on top of the money that you already make and on top of anything yep. else you have going on financially investments, et cetera, would be enough to like really exponentially increase your happiness and once you start to get a lump sum of cash over that amount, your yeah. happiness does not correlate with the increase in money over overall. Yeah, yeah. So this is a question that I love because I'm somebody that, you know, I, I didn't grow up poor by any means, but 
certainly like, you know, we lived in a semi-detached home. Um, my dad was a sheet metal worker. My mom worked at the hospital and we were probably like middle to like lower middle class. I always, you know, if I need a new pair of shoes, I got them. Uh, I had a paper route since I was nine. So I, I bought, was buying myself a lot of things at uh, a younger age. Um, and now my life, um, my life is really good. Uh, and like, you know, I, I have things that I never thought I would as a kid, you know, I was, I was kind of content with like, you know, if I don't end up getting married, I'll probably live in like an apartment somewhere and hopefully have a car and probably ride my bike to work. And it is what it is, right. You can be totally happy with that. But Mm -hmm. like, I've been able to, we have been able to get to the point where, you know, if I want something, I can buy it for myself. We, we just got a cottage recently. We live in a nice house. So it's really, um, it was hard for me. So, you know, so I married, um, my wife, her family has money. So, you know, her dad was a builder. So we got help uh, building this house. Most likely wouldn't be living in a house this nice if it weren't for that. So it, it took me a while to get used to that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't used to having help um like monetarily and stuff like that my you know tina's a doctor she makes way more money than i ever will um but like she fancy right it it also highlighted the fact that like i um yes it's it's made things easier and and happiness has come from that but i you know i really do if we were living in the house half the size if we didn't have the car we would just we'd be just as happy you know and and the only time that you know i've seen those studies too like the one that you read and it, it seems as though the only time that like it, yeah $75,000 makes sense because a, a lot of the people you know who are living say on or just below the poverty line um particularly in the in the united states if you know 75 grand if it can move you from that to living a comfortable life where you don't have to worry about you know a roof over your head and food that makes makes a huge difference and 75, you know, like 75 to me uh, wouldn't make that much of a difference. Like, yeah, that'd be awesome. But mm-hmm. like, it's not going to affect my happiness at all. But 75 to someone who is just getting by and living check to check, you know, may as well be a million, right? Like in terms of happiness, you're, you're, you know, you're going to be able to cover whatever debt most likely that you've got hanging over your head. And that is like a, a huge stress for people. Yes. And it's also not so much that um that's why i always feel like i am an annoying person when you ask the question like what would you do if you won you know a hundred million dollars because i always think like if you won truly not that i'm a great person but if you won like a huge amount of money like you won if you win like the lottery like you won 77 million dollars like you can't just like buy yourself all the clothes you ever wanted like i kind of feel like there's a degree to which there's like some sort of like um responsibility to do something meaningful with some of that money right oh yeah i mean so if the number did you say 10 million yeah sure we could do 10 million yeah so then you're looking at like the first thing i go to is okay this is like generational well right? yeah and then there's all yeah. the pressure of that and like how do you how do you plan that out and yeah. like, not screw that up and yeah. also like how do you do something like um, I always think, I think I've told you before how, uh, Jeff Bezos personally makes enough in, I think I want to say like a day or a year. I can't, oh, but he makes enough in a month that he could like legitimately cash that check and end world pop, like world hunger. 
hunger. Like, yeah, I've heard that. Who are going to die from hunger would not die from hunger if he gave that one check one time away. And I think it's a whole other topic of like, why we don't ask more of like the mega rich in our society to do some of these things. Um, especially someone who we used to, I guess, until like a couple months ago, like fun, you know, he operated a publicly uh, traded company. So like we could actually have an impact on him, what he does with his money. Um, but like, that's a lot of, that would be a lot of pressure. I feel like, you know, like who, who you, who, what organization are you going to choose to give a million dollars to? Or, um, yeah. you know, like, of course, there are really, really great charitable organizations. My sister and I were talking yesterday, this organization I donated some money to that helps rescue children from, from children, from sex trafficking. And it's just a private organization and they just fund off charity. Like a million dollars, oh, you could, you could save a lot of kids. Uh, the problem, like, it's a lot of pressure. The problem for me is I don't trust anyone. So like a lot of these organizations, you know, are set up in a way that, you know, people are profiting within the organizations and a lot of money is going to pay people's salaries and stuff like that. So that's where like, you know, you win a, a huge ton of a sum of money. Like who do you, where do you go and who do you go to, to like manage your money and like find charities where, you know, the money is going to be best. Yeah. Used and, yeah. For me, it's always like, I have, you know, I want, I always, it's a local thing for me. Right. Like, so I grew up, like I said, in, you know, middle class, middle class neighborhood, but like very diverse neighborhood, you know, co-op housing, even where I live right now, co-op housing right down the street. Um, we have a thrift store that we donate to that is smack dab in the neighborhood where I grew up. So I love like mm. taking stuff to there yeah. to, to, to donate. Cause I know exactly where it's going. So for me, I think it would be like donating locally. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, like the men's shelter and any initiatives locally. So I can actually like, you can actually kind of see the, the impact it's having. Um, yeah, that's a good one, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, it, you know, money doesn't, doesn't always equate to happiness. And what happens is I think people just start living by those means, right? Like if you make a million dollars, you're going to probably buy a bigger house, you're going to buy a car and, and now, you know, someone's got to manage that house. Like if you live in a mansion, you, you're not managing that on your own. You need a gardener, you need a cleaner, you know, you, you might need a cook. I don't know, but. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. One thing I would spend on myself if I got a lot of money would be a, a chef. Personal like, chef. You, you already have one. You follow the rock on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. I saw him highlight the lady that, yeah. Oh, and just love the rock so much for that because like his personal chef started her own company selling the French toast that she invented for the rock. And do you know how much he could charge for like a four minute video on his Instagram? Oh yeah. Oh, millions. And he did that for her because they're friends. Yeah. He wants to support her. And I did that just made me love him so much. Uh, I hope he runs for like politics one day. Um, well, there's been, there's been talk. I, yeah. I, I know Joe Rogan's one, been one of the people that have always said that if the rock ran for president, like hands down <laughs> victory. I mean, the guy, the guy who hosted the apprentice one. So exactly. And you know, um, and he's, I think The Rock is recently, he's the most beloved star on social media as well. I think like, oh, yeah. like love, like um, adoration from followers and follower count and all that stuff. Um, but for sure, I would hire a private chef. Wasn't Yeah, you, that's a big one. Like you could be like, that's, I think a huge advantage. Like right now I'm on, I'm on doing this uh, like fit health uh, challenge to try and get healthier and things like that. And like how great would it be if you could just give your nutrition plan to someone and, and say, follow this, but make it 10 out of 10. And they, yeah. that's what they could do. They do that. Like that's, I love to see, I actually have like a niche follow thing. I follow on Instagram celebrities, personal chefs, 
that I can find. And I like Rihanna's is cool. The Rock, I follow her. They're just making bomb food all the time. And I'm like, damn. Let's like think about that job. Like if you find one, I'm sure these people are locking locking them down. The Rock's probably got her, her as full-time paid staff. So she had like, worked for him for like six or seven years, I think. Yeah. He invented the French toast, the Rock French toast based on his based on his cheat meal. He does the big famous cheat meal post on Instagram where he eats yep. super clean all week and then Sunday yep. night he goes ham. He does too, and big time. He goes all out. He's been his chef forever. And like she invents those for him based on the fact that like he can eat 4,000 calories in one day and that's what he wants to do. And like, that's what he likes. And she does all that. And like that, what a cool thing to do. Oh, what a great job for her too. Like, so I'm so cheap that even if I were the rock, I'd be like, yeah, you know, you're my personal chef, but do you think you could also like maybe do the laundry? Maybe can you take the dogs for a walk? Like, I'd be trying to maximize that money. Cause in my head, when you said personal chef and you start talk, talking talk about training, I'm like, okay, you know, you need a personal chef that can also be your trainer and nutritionist. Cause then you get three birds with one stone there. And you That's, a lot of skills. That's a lot of skills for one. Human to have. I feel like there's personal trainers out there that can, can cook. Oh, I'm sure they could, but yeah, That's I guess what I want. Because you know what, my, my friends, they are, my friend is a dietitian and her husband is a personal trainer. And, but I mean, she, she, she's eating like real healthy, maybe like, I don't know, I would love her, her overall health to steal. And, um, but like, she's eating a lot of, you know, lentils and things of that nature. Whereas I feel like if you had a professional chef, they'd be maybe slathering some other delicious stuff. In You're there. right. Yeah. You could, they could just make round, well-rounded nutritious meals. That's what yeah. you would want from a personal chef. Yeah. You know, like still delicious, but also excellent. Yeah, maybe like an egg white omelet instead of, well, I guess Ooh, people are. I had egg this morning. Are people I, still on that? Cause they turned around on cholesterol, like cholesterol. They apparently you need a lot of cholesterol now. Like they, well, you know, I'm doing this thing. This is, um, I'm embarrassed to say it out loud in case I fail at it because it's super hard. There's Today, no embarrassment here. We're wide open here. I started this thing. I've actually seen it. This is sometimes crazy to me. I saw a video on TikTok of a girl doing this challenge. And then literally like the next day, my friend Jill texted me and was like, have you heard of this 75 hard challenge? And I was like, I just fell down a TikTok rabbit hole this last oh, night. Wait a minute. I signed up for this already. This guy, it's a guy that runs it. Yes, I just got it. I started it today. I'm Cameron, on day is it Cameron something? I don't even know what his name is, but I'm on day one of the challenge today. And it's 75 days and it's called 75 hard and it's hard as hell. Um, and it's 75 days. And in those 75 days, every day, every day you must take a progress. And there's an app. So you upload it all into the app. Yeah. I'm sure he's yeah, making I the app is seven bucks. You um, upload a progress pic every day. Every day, one gallon of water you have to drink. You yeah. have to follow a diet, so of your choosing, any yeah. kind of like eating that you want to follow. You have to stick to it. No alcohol, and it's more than just a health thing. It's like a, it's actually like a total personal mindset program. And at the end of seventy yeah. days, like it's a whole change. In and if you don't do the one day, you have to start over again. And the other I started thing, this. I started this a year and a half ago, and I did. I did nothing. I didn't even do. I didn't even start day one. I signed up. I still got the emails. Like oh, it's like yeah. a daily email. Like, hey, what are you? What's holding you back today? <laughs> Lack of desire. Oh. <laughs> and then the other thing you have to do is you have to read ten pages of some sort right. of personal improvement book. Yep. Um. Anyway, so I'm on day one of it today, 
And so I'm on, this is my third, I have to drink eight of these today. And it was reminding me back when we were in the office, a, a couple of us did a water challenge. I don't know if yeah. you remember that, but like I literally, literally was embarrassed of it because I got quite competitive in it. And I was like constantly running to the washroom because of it. And like in our floor at Vidyard, the washrooms, like you have to walk across to everybody to get to the washrooms. And I yeah. was just doing a water challenge, everyone, you know? That's one thing I don't have a problem with. Like I drink even at, at when we were in the office, yeah, probably three of these a day. So yeah, hitting my gallon was no problem. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's a, it's a big commitment. It really is. But, you know, I've heard people uh, who have gone through it that it's been, you know, life changing and, and it's more so not even the fitness, it's just the discipline of um, following through with, yes. with what you say you're going to do. Isn't it? Is it's two a days. It's two a day workouts. From oh, what I, remember. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. The other yeah. hard part is two 45 minute workouts per day of your rain team. or shine. One must be outside, rain or shine. Oh, right. That's what it was. One has to be outside. And so, yeah. But yeah, it's a whole, it's not, yeah, it's not just like about your, about like your health, but it's also about like your mental uh, perspective on things and like seeing things through and being oh, yeah. through. To, and, to me, it's more, it's more that. Yeah. And not um, the no alcohol for 75 days. It seemed that was like. A, That's a hard one for you. You know why? Not during lockdown, but I mean, like, fingers crossed, like, lockdown's over in June. Like, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for me not to have, like, uh, a cold drink on a patio of the world if the patio's ever Yeah, that's tough. So I will have to, um, I was pretty good. I remember from being pregnant, I was really, I was pretty good at, like, I used to make myself these little, like, drinks out of, like, Perrier and stuff that made me feel like I was having a little cocktail. So I'll have to do that again. Um, But I got two friends doing it with me that I will feel ashamed for me. It's the shame. Like, I, when, if ever I try and do something like this, I have to have someone else like feel bad that I let down, and then that because I'm a people pleaser, so that'll help. Yep. So yep. always, always helpful to have more people involved. So day one, stay on each other. Day one of seventy five today. So I mean, you got this. Uh, before we go, how's the Peloton been? Peloton, I am like, I think probably a Peloton meme right now. I am so hyped on the Peloton. I love it so much. If I didn't have the Peloton, there's no way I would do this challenge because I do definitely enjoy every day riding, doing a Peloton ride. Um, and then like for my outdoor workout, that doesn't seem as hard to me because I like to go for walks and stuff with the kids and, you know, I could do that. Um, but I am so obsessed with the Peloton. Like Cody Rigsby is my, there are, you know what it is? The instructors are truly what is the hype about it. Like, even if you don't <clears throat> want to buy the bike, those instructors are really something like though. I hope those people are getting paid a ton of money oh, and I actually sure. heard that they're not, but I wish that they were because they're so like, that's, they just like bring so much like positive hype. That's cool. Like, that's cool. Yeah. So like that will drive you to do a workout. Um, to, to attend yeah. their session that's cool and they just put me in a good mood like i did this beyonce ride last week um that our colleague val recommended to me and it was so good like the girl who taught it she, by the end of it i just was like yes i do run the world watch out everybody here i come peloton so is this a daily thing you're doing yeah every day i have and how active were you before you started like you walks know, and stuff like that yeah walks and stuff i used to be like a big i used to love spinning um i used yeah. to be like a big <laughs> big like I used to love to work out and stuff and then I will say lockdown COVID COVID like day one had a very negative impact on my overall like physical and mental health I had had a tough time yeah. um, and that's why I wanted to get the Peloton because like 
of course you can do at home workouts without any equipment and stuff, but I had a hard time like really pushing myself to do that kind of yeah, stuff. And sometimes that's what it takes is a new piece of equipment, new outfit, some new shoes to motivate. I, I find that helps. I have to like do a thing and like get yeah. hyped up for it. And then I was like really hyped for it. And, uh, I have like lots of friends who have Peloton. So that helps me to stay like kind of hyped on if it. If it takes a crazy expensive bike to get you healthy, it's, it's well worth it. Really? Oh, like we just built a, we just spent 3,500 bucks in the basement on our home gym and yeah. you know, I've used it four times, but um, <laughs> I mean, that being said, I'm already doing two, two personal training sessions a week. That's so I've been, I've been pretty good. I remember about that actually. And how are you doing it with your trainer? I remember you were, you were kind of feeling like. Good. No, I'm coming around. I'm like night and day compared to where I was. Like I could barely do a push up before. Um, so I'm noticing uh, that I'm getting a lot stronger. Um, I just need to stick with the cardio routine. I need to, I really need to run and I need to eat cleaner. That's where I kind of ruin all my progress by just eating crap. And You know what for me is so helpful? Go to bed, Jesse yeah yeah <laughs> to I mean, don't stay up and just like nibble at things that's yeah for sure that's what so what i like to do and what i don't know i would recommend for you to do next if you're not already doing is intermittent fasting and only eating from between 10 and 6 that um is one it's not that hard for me i go to bed at like eight o'clock so um it's not it's not that bad uh and it makes a huge difference both even mentally too i find intermittent fasting yeah, yeah. Well, just going to bed earlier in general is um, my husband. It's turkey se turkey hunting season right now, so he wakes right. up before I am every day to go turkey hunting. So he has to get go to bed pretty early, and that helps me go. That's why we couldn't finish promising young woman last night because it was ten o'clock and Justin couldn't couldn't hang. Um, so ten o'clock. I haven't stayed up uh, on a weekend sometimes, but sometimes oh. I go to bed. I I'm ready for bed at like seven fifteen some nights. See, it takes me like 45 minutes to put both my kids to bed and they both go to bed at like 7.30. So then by the time that's done, then I like reemerge and I'm like, oh, what other things are there in life besides that? And then. That being said, I'm up at 6 a.m. like clockwork every day. So I'm, I'm assuming you're up pretty early too. Yeah. I'm, today I got, like I've been, I, I've been, since I got the Peloton, I've been trying to beat my kids awake. Um, yeah, that's the key working out in the morning I find because it, it gets the blood flowing and you have I just have such a good day after I've worked out in the morning yes, Charlie, and that's like with these Peloton instructors like I start my day with someone being like you are incredible you're yeah that's a great way you just do you and I'm like you know what yeah I am, I am awesome. Daisy <laughs> sweater and call Charlie you know <laughs> all right well we'll have to get these peloton updates I it's definitely something that I've looked looked into and, and my wife doesn't necessarily need it she's no biking she's on a, her own enough already so she's doing a lot yeah yeah but she yeah I, I love I love the tech and the I love fitness tech right now there's a lot of cool things going it is on. so cool and it is I'm in a good place with all my stuff for it because I got the bike, I got the watch, I got all these things, I got the app. I feel like I'm really set up for success. So I hope next week, you know, I'll be like and It's gonna be a hot girl summer for Jesse. Hot girl summer. <laughs> I'm gonna get vaxxed. I'm gonna be just ready to go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for episode nine of Slacking yeah, Off. Yeah. And as always, you can find the audio version on whatever podcast platform you listen to and uh, check it out on uh, Facebook or whatever. Our LinkedIn channel is still trying to get live on LinkedIn. Realized that I messed something up. So hopefully that's what it is. And uh, yeah, thanks again for watching, guys. See you, everybody.